Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Uh, we've kind of been on a break for the past well, a couple of weeks, few weeks, uh, due to some uh, illness. Kenny lost and death. Kenny lost his pops, and yeah. so we're sorry about that and uh, had to do some things here around. And then, of course, we had Thanksgiving holidays, and so just been a lot going. But we want to want to get back to doing our uh, series called The Woke War. Uh, today we are... Uh, looking at or what we've been looking at is just kind of different fronts uh, in which people are kind of referring to those as, oh, well, if you if you believe this way, you're woke, you know. And so we've kind of been looking, we've ident- identified several of these. And uh, today we are looking at the battle over the environment. Yeah. Now, I've, I've questioned whether or not I should admit this because some of this <laughs> is just showing my ignorance, but I... I'm, I told Kenny if it wasn't super, super exciting, I might fall asleep during All the right. recording of this. So we're going to make this exciting. Because this is not necessarily something I know a lot about. Yes. Uh, not necessarily something I've focused a lot on uh, and thought a lot through. But I, but I do see its impact, and I do see the woke language being thrown around right. uh, when discussing the issues of the environment. And so, Kenny, who are the parties to this battle? All right. So the first party in this battle will be those who view issues regarding the environment as a form of racial or social justice. Okay. So we, we've now taken issues regarding the environment and made them racial. Okay. And so what they would say is, is that when you're talking about issues like air and water pollution or mm-hmm. climate change, that they affect um, underserved minority communities disproportionately. Okay. And so they would give an example, which is some of these examples come from the EPA. Yeah. Um, okay. It says that, you know, African-Americans, they what live. What is the EPA? EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. It's a. Uh, I mean, I knew the answer, Kenny, but okay, I just Okay, just thought, making sure you, know, you, just making sure you uh, remember your social studies <laughs> yes. or wherever we learned that at. <laughs> right. right. So it's a government agency. And and so they say, like, African-Americans, they're more likely to, to live in areas where they're going to be more deaths due to extreme temperatures. So right. many African-Americans live in the South. Mm-hmm. Keeps getting hotter. Yep. They have more heat-related deaths. Um, they would say things like Hispanics and Latinos, they, a higher proportion of them work in industries like construction and agriculture. And that those industries are affected by extreme temperatures, hot or cold. If it's too hot, you can't work. If it's too cold, it can't. You can't work, so you're losing right. income. And then they would. Now, say, uh, let me let me ask yeah. you a question here. So, because you're saying that the EPA would say this. Yeah, the EPA would say this. So the EPA would say African Americans are more likely to live in areas that are impacted by extreme temperatures yes they would say that they, like, they would go to their website that. they would say they that. would say that okay the, the, the report I, get, I think it was the last report they did on like climate change back in 2021 i believe okay 
they gave this information out saying this is how this is how the race racial component affects like climate change affects the race yes. you know different mm-hmm. ethnicities now and people came against it saying hey this is woke this is woke right. you know okay. the environment shouldn't have anything to do right. with you know that's ethnicity. the other party <laughs> right that's the other party but <laughs> we'll get to them in yes. a second so, so you're you're giving us some examples of that and i interrupted you what right was the, what and was so kind of the last example is you know the idea that climate change leads to the increase of severe weather events like there's more hurricanes there's more mm-hmm. ice storms there's more tornadoes because of climate change mm-hmm. and they would say those different severe weather events they affect you know marginalized minority communities more than they affect other communities not that the hurricanes are racist right, <laughs> right. <laughs> hurricanes are not saying let me I get this not. black community off the map right? right yes but they're saying you know when a hurricane hits like who who has the resources mm-hmm to rebuild right right who has the resources to even get out of town mm-hmm. or to board up their homes or right you know who's who's affected more by these events and as these events increase because of climate change they would say that the minority communities are going to be more affected by that so there's okay. a there's the ethnic component to that Right. And so these people would also we talked about ESG standards, environmental, social governments when it comes to mm-hmm. I- investing. And they would support those efforts. Hey, we know we talked about that in episode six. So if you want to know just a little bit more, not like right. we're experts on that, but yeah. a little bit more, listen to episode six. And they would they would also support kind of moving away from fossil fuels and going to more renewable energy. Okay. You know, the really, you know, big component is they, they have added this component of this affects different ethnicities different. So, brother, who would be the other party in this battle? Minimum, like the short answer would be the people who call all those people woke. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, that would be, <laughs> yeah, that's that would be the short, short answer. answer. But right. uh, it would be those who, I mean, they're going to they're gonna dispute. I mean, either say it doesn't even exist or, or they're at least going to minimize, right? Yes. Um, the effects of climate change. Right. Uh, and so those, they're going to be the or, or maybe they would even say, hey, you know, yeah, we're with you on the climate change. But but this idea that climate change somehow involves racial issues, that's a woke. That's yes. A, that's a woke argument is what they would. You've gone would woke now when you, right. when you add that racial component to that's it. That's right. Right. Uh, like I said, they, they might say that the environmental issues are important. Yes. But but again, the, the, the racial lines, they would say that's going way overboard, right? They would uh, suppress the efforts to use ESG standards for investment purposes. Yeah. So uh, they wouldn't be on board with, with that whole approach. Um, and these would be the folks who would say they would support the use of fossil fuels. And, and I mean, in one sense, they would support finding new, um, I mean, or they would also say, you know, we want to find new uh, domestic sources for fossil fuels. Right. Um, so... So, yeah, they would be, uh, instead of, hey, let's find all these other kind of, um, you know, these other renewable energies, whether that's solar or wind or whatever, they would say, no, we, we're fine using fossil fuels. We can we can find more domestic ways to get those fossil fuels. We need to do that. Right. Um, and then, again, once again, <laughs> anybody who doesn't want to do that, they would be very, uh, very tempted to label them as woke right it's, it's really interesting how <laughs> woke woke has gotten really large <laughs> really really large it is a big umbrella that yes. is covering 
Never and, thought we would see the day when yeah. talking about the environment would make you woke or anti-woke. And it really, I mean, it, again, and we've pointed this out over and over again, but let's just be honest. The origin of woke has absolutely zero, nothing, zero. nada to do with environmental issues. <laughs> nothing at all. So before we kind of look at kind of the fronts, let me let me just ask you a little bit, just quickly, again, and maybe we've addressed this some, but why did this happen? <laughs> why, why are we using the word woke in these conversations? Again, it's a it's a way to um, just make everything that a certain group believes into negative, right? Yeah. You just, just turn the word into a pejorative, and then everything this group believes is something that's you put negative, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, looking at it from the, the other party side, it's a way to identify with marginalized groups and get them on your side yes. and with the other yeah, issues, mm-hmm. right? So if we support um, those who are being oppressed in their issues and then label ourselves as woke, Mm-hmm. Then when we want our issues addressed and right. they consider us woke too, then mm-hmm. we can get them on our yes. side as well. Right. And so, I mean, when, when we talk about parties to even the environment, um, the environmental issues, the NAACP has a platform mm. now right. in dealing with environmental issues. This was not something the NAACP would have addressed back in the civil rights movement. Right. Nothing in in no way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. I would say even 10 years ago would they had this in their platform. Right. But because, again, the people who are their allies Mm -hmm. when it comes to racial justice. Are, are, you know, support them in that. And then now we have to support them when it comes to this. Right. And or we can they we can. um we can see as soon as they play the race card, mm-hmm. you know, add the racial component to envir- environmental issues, how they're trying to support us, maybe. Mm. And we just jump on board. Right, right. So, I mean, it really is the environmentalists. Yes. However, I mean, that's a pretty large category, too. But, but, but people who are very, very concerned about the environment, right, is, have almost turned it into other people who are not concerned about it are oppressing us. Yes. Our ideas have been oppressed. Therefore, we're like um, minorities. Yes. Right? Ethnic right. minorities. And so um, we should we have solidarity here. Solidarity. Let's come, let's come together. Yep. We're both being oppressed. Right. And so and then and then the other group looks at all that and says, what a bunch of woke people. <laughs> yes. Right. And not a night. Hey, you make something a justice issue. Right. And now the idea is that every group that's oppressed is going to come and support mm. this issue. Mm. And so you just, you know, just add that label to it. And Roll then the other group is mm. going to say, because we're talking about justice issues is woke. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you you get some weird um, bedfellows when it comes to right. these issues. Which is why we're going through this whole series, right? right. To see some of the crazy kind of ways yeah. that the woke term has been applied. So, Kenny, so that kind of gives us the two parties. Yes. What are the what are kind of the fronts that this battle is being uh, being fought? So you have government agencies. We talked about the EPA. 
Right. So depending on which administration is in power, the EPA is going to come out with a report that talks about environmental issues. And Mm -hmm. um, one report may, you know, use the ethnic component like during the Biden administration. I'm pretty sure in the Trump administration, it did not have that component. (laughs) They probably was trying to get rid of the EPA, which the EPA comes (laughs) under attack a lot as far as we just need to go ahead and get rid of it. But yeah, so you have it, okay. you have that component of it. Then you have like state legislatures. And this is a, a huge component of it is that you have certain states and usually it's the states where uh, the controlling party does not either believe in climate change. Mm-hmm. And so they would come up and say, hey, we are going to make sure that when people are investing their money, when companies are investing money, that they cannot use ESG standards. Like you mm-hmm. cannot use that as a benchmark for deciding whether or not you are going to invest in a company. Mm. And so if you, if you, if you're looking at a company, you say, well, this, this company is good for the environment or good for social justice or good in governance, then they would say you are violating this law and you are in risk of being in trouble. So you, you, that's the biggest way I've seen this played out is that, States, like a state like Florida has enacted this already and said that companies can't use this as a, a benchmark to decide how to invest. Okay. And so what, what they are saying is it's a form of discrimination against like oil companies and right. coal companies. And mm-hmm. and so they, they, they want to eliminate that. And then, they, I mean, they also saying that it's woke. And so anything that's woke <laughs> is bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Right. And then you have, you know, the just traditional industry battles between like oil companies and coal companies and renewable energy sources like solar Mm -hmm. companies and, you know, people who are trying to produce wind energy. energy. So you have these, you know, different battles going on. Right. um, Different fronts to the battle. Yeah. Different places where the battle's being fought. Yes. Yes. Um, let me ask you this question, because again, we were committed to making this not, you know, making this super exciting. Super exciting. So Let's do to, that. The, to the folks who are listening, before we kind of get to the Christian response, but to the, you know, to the to the average folk person who's listening to this, how does the how how does this kind of where or where does we're talking about fronts? Where does this perhaps hit them? Where it's going to hit more for us is the pocketbook. I would say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if we are, you know, coming up with new forms of energy, which means our products will use different forms of energy, like mm-hmm. our vehicles, right? Yeah, let's talk about vehicles. Yeah, let's yes. talk about vehicles. Okay. So yeah, now, now I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> now we're in. Can, well, a little bit. I mean, so, I you know, you, we have a move towards hybrids and electric vehicles. Yes. So... I don't think they've gotten to the point yet where they are as cheap as gasoline vehicles. Right. Right. They're not as affordable. And so if you. Probably front end cost and maintenance cost. And maintenance cost, right? Right. And so for someone who is, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or doesn't have a lot of, you know, disposable income. You're not going if if they say, hey, I know some states have said by this year we right. want all vehicles to be yes to be you know not on gasoline right. right and so if you say that, how are you going to help those 
right. who can't afford that mm-hmm. type of vehicle to get that type of vehicle, right? And so that's a pocketbook, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, thinking about even at the gas tank, if I have a gasoline vehicle and we are divesting from fossil fuels, that means they're making less money, which means they're going to have to charge more to recuperate that money. Yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes an issue of for the everyday person mm-hmm. who is trying to get back and forth to work, trying to get to where they're going, point A to point B. Right. How much is it costing me to survive, yeah. like to live? Because gas is not, I mean, the, the price of gas doesn't just impact you at the pump. No. I mean, you talk about groceries. Right. I mean, you talk everything. they got to get the groceries to Im- the store. <laughs> is impacted by that. Yeah. And so when we start talking about throwing kind of a, you know, a whole different wrench into uh, transportation, transportation right. cost, transportation expense, then that's definitely going to hit in a whole bunch of different ways. And I would also say it's going to affect the everyday person in jobs. So okay. you, if you start bringing different environmental um, environmental regulations to companies, mm-hmm. then the company can decide, which we've seen this in our country, they can't decide, hey, I'm going to move our business to another country mm. that does not have these regulations. Yep. Yep. And so now you have a community and some of the, sometimes these are smaller communities too yeah. where these companies are. You have a community mm-hmm. that is destroyed because this company has left. Right. And so I mean it, it really does start to affect us on a kind of everyday survival yeah. level. Okay. Um if you if you think about it. Yeah, so that front kind of hits close to home. Right. I mean that is that's all about kind of what we're doing. So then that that kind of leads us to okay, as followers of Jesus as Christians, as people who believe in the Bible, how do we respond to this, right? Does the Bible even in, in address the issue of environments at all, or the environment at all? And like, how do, how do we respond? Yes. So I think first we, we have to ask the question, like from the Bible, how does God feel about the environment? Mm-hmm. Like that, that should be a, a question that we can ask and, and kind of look into the Word of God um, to, to answer that question. So, I mean, God is the creator yeah. and the sustainer of all creation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, in a sense, we can say that he does care yeah. about the creation. I mean, the creation has fallen. I mean, we see that in, in Genesis 3. Right. Um, we see that in Romans 8. Right. But the creation is fallen, but it's going to be restored. Mm-hmm. Right? Romans 8 again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, Second Peter 3. Right. Um, renewed. Right. It's going mm-hmm. to be renewed. New heavens, new earth, revelation. So it's going to be renewed. So we say God cares about it. Um, but should how should we care about it? Right. Right. That, that, that's the, another question that we should ask. Like, so brother, what would you say about how should we feel about the environment? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, we, we have to, I mean, based on some of these commands that you've just brought up, right. I mean, we, we obviously have to look at our responsibility concerning, uh, dominion, you know, concerning being, um, kind of taking things for granted and, and Hey, we're in charge and we can do whatever we want. Versus our responsibility to care, our responsibility to nurture, you know, yes. 
I mean, um, there is a command there in Genesis two, right? Right. Uh, to you know, to oversee the earth, to 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 have dominion over it. Yes, right. I mean, that's. But part of that, part of that having dominion means uh, caring for, um, and so I I think there is a responsibility for us to to do that. At least be aware of that, right? Right. Um. What 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 would you add to that? Yeah, I would add that there there is a component of greed that can. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> we know greed exists, right? right? I don't think that's an an argument, but we have to be careful not to exploit the environment mm-hmm. because of our greed, our, right. our desire for more, and not just exploit the environment, but exploit people. Like in right. this. This is the love your neighbor component of it as well, mm. and so we can in a sense, we can use the environment in a way to where we are exploiting our neighbor. So here's my here's my question to you for that. Yes. Right? So guy goes to he's got to buy a new car, right? And he goes to the place to buy a new car, mm-hmm. <laughs> the car dealership, and at the car dealership. Right, the fossil fuel burning, tearing up the environment car is there. Yes, and it's got a. We'll just throw a number out. We'll say I, I don't know. I'm going to show my ignorance here. But we'll say twenty five thousand dollars for that. Okay, car. Yes, and then the the eco friendly, nice, you know, basically similar car, except that it's it's environmentally friendly. We'll, we'll set it at fifty thousand. Okay. Is that person being greedy by saying, I cannot afford the $50,000 eco-friendly environmental whatever. I'm going to have to get my gas, not gas guzzler, because you don't even right. have to do that anymore. But, but I'm going to have to get this this fossil fuel burning car. Like, is that's not what you mean no, by greedy. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I would say that's probably wise, right? <laughs> <laughs> there might be some wisdom. you're not going to eat, right? Hey, yes. Hey, yes. Again, love for neighbor may mean I love my wife and my kids enough yes, to, 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 give them, them. to feed them, right? Because yeah. uh, we don't, I don't have 25000 extra dollars to throw. Around. right? Just to, sitting around, to, you know? Yes. Mm. And so that may be wise. It may be loving to them. Uh, but it also right. may, I would say greed in the sense to where sometimes we just don't even ask questions about what we need and what we don't need right Mm -hmm. and so if you know if the if the question is like do i need this hummer that gets 10 miles per gallon Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 10 miles per gallon you do kenny right (laughs) or do i need a a more you know sensible sensible vehicle that i I, I just alienated all the hummer listeners We got any Hummer listeners? <laughs> right. We are sorry. Sorry. Yes. sorry about that. But you may need a Hummer. I don't know. But I'm just Maybe. saying, like, yes. sometimes that we don't ask the question, like, what do I need and, and what is best Yeah. Right? when it comes to um, stuff like that? Or, you know, and, and we were talking about some deforestation. Mm, yeah. Like, do I need this particular type of wood to where <laughs> I would support maybe the the deforestation of areas where you know animals are becoming extinct like do i need this type of wood or can i you know use something else uh for this it's you know for for a lot of us it's like that is not even on our radar i'm not even thinking about that but should we be thinking about that that's the question like are we are we being good stewards over the creation god has put 
under our feet. Okay, let me. So, I don't want to. Before we leave the uh, the transportation issue, yes, I want to come back and and try to take the financial issue out of it. Right. So let's say we go to the dealership because I think I think we're moving towards this. Yeah. Let's say we go to the dealership and we can still get the fossil fuel car, but but we can also get a environmental friendly car. Let's say they both cost the same. Okay. Right. They're both yeah twenty five thousand or whatever. Right, they both they both cost the same, mm-hmm. but the challenge for the environmental car is going to be you're going to have to be more thoughtful about planning where you drive, and yes. you know you have to think about well, am I going to have a charging station, that kind of thing, and uh, it, it's just going to take a little bit more effort than mm-hmm. I'm just going to p- go get me some gas, right? I mean, and so would you say in that if if it's just costing us uh, convenience? Then maybe we need to question our motives, right? Right. And then we need to say, are we are we just are we just unwilling to be maybe a little bit more thoughtful and caring in the way? Yeah. Right. I th- yeah. Then then the laziness component, <laughs> right, does, comes right? in. Like, do yeah. I just do I just hate being inconvenienced versus? Now, what uh, would you say what? to those? Because there are those who would argue and say, yeah, but the the price of the batteries and all that kind of stuff has just as much of an environmental I mean, and and then I mean, those are too, those yeah. are good points. You yeah, do right. have to weigh those different yeah. factors in at that point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, batteries, how much it costs, and, and and even going beyond that to like how are jobs affected? Yeah, by this. That's true. Yeah, right. Are we are we being responsible in you know the way in which we are trying to get rid of the fossil fuels and bring in the renewable energies? Yes. Right. Are we? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a component that I would think about when it comes to even the racial component. Like you, you are saying that if we bring in these renewable energies, that um, minority communities are going to benefit. But my question is: Are you thinking about re- when you remove the fossil fuels, how minority communities are going to be affected? Right. Yeah. Right. Are they going to lose jobs? Are you making the education available for these new energies available mm-hmm. to minority communities as well. Because right. guess what? <laughs> it's not just in the environment that minority communities are exploited and oppressed. Yeah, that's good. You you have to realize that when these renewable energies come in, if you're not making a way for minorities to be a part of that, of the education and the um, mm-hmm. you know execution mm-hmm. of all that stuff, or the jobs yeah, and the workforce, yeah. workforce, mm-hmm. then you're doing the exact same thing that you're that that right. your claim has been done now. So mm-hmm. you have to have this comprehensive view of hey, how how is this affecting them now, and how is this going to affect them in the future? Right, right. It, it's not such a, it's not just a one way view of this. Right, you gotta you gotta look at all the different angles of it. Okay. Cool. Anything else you would add there as our kind of our Christian response? I would say, and this is coming from <laughs> this is covered because I I think that there are and and I really do believe in leading with grace, but in my spirit I just feel there's a lot of manipulation going mm-hmm. on here. Right. Um I, I do believe that most people in minority communities are 
the the environmental issues are secondary to right. the the day to day issue of do I have a job? Mm-hmm. Do I have a way to provide for my family? Um, and th- you know, I I think the environment mental issues are way down the line, right? And I mm-hmm. think that people are using the the ethnic component mm-hmm. to try to get minorities on their side on this issue mm-hmm. or even just look like they're on their look side. like they're on their they side. They may not even be right? on their side at all, but they at least look, they kind of look like yeah, it. Yeah. It looks, it feels icky to me. And right. I, I would just say, make sure. And I, I really, and part of me holds something wrong. I, I really do hope that you are concerned about minorities and, and everybody mm-hmm. in a way to where you just love them. Yeah. But it really just feels like, Y'all really not talking to us on this <laughs> because right. we would tell you with yeah, the swiftness, yeah. hey, don't mess with our jobs. Mm. Don't, you know, don't mess with the cost of stuff because yeah. we don't have a lot of disposable income to be spending more money on things. Right. Like find ways if you're going to incorporate these renewable energy sources and all this stuff, find mm. ways to keep the cost down and keep us involved because yeah, you're going to deal with the same issue down the line. Right. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully that was helpful to you, right? Now, we have to have a crazy question. Yes. Kenny, and I have one. You got one. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. You ready for this? I'm ready for this, yes. We've talked a lot about cars, which has been kind of fun to me. Yes. So, if you could drive any fictional vehicle. Any fictional vehicle, yes. Like, you know, something that you've, like, seen in a movie or read in a book or whatever, Uh right? Fictional vehicle. What would you drive? Uh, Batmobile. The Batmobile Batmobile would be Kenny's (laughs) go-to. Batmobile easily. Okay. Yes. Is that because it's got all the weapons? All the weapons, man. I mean, you know, we used a kid, and I know when I was a kid in like first grade, and they would make you draw a vehicle, Mm -hmm. man. Every vehicle I drew had a gun or something coming. Right. That's true, right? Yes. Yes. Had some sort of. I Who mean, drives a car without a gun? Right. right? I, I mean, mean come like, on. Yeah, where, right. where are these vehicles that have no guns? Wow. <laughs> like, Who does that? Right. Probably, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you probably get in trouble for that now. Yes, but, you I would. mean, I every vehicle that. Yes. that I drew in, in, in school had some sort of rocket mm-hmm. launcher gun yes. or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Batmobile. Batmobile. Okay. What about you, brother? I, th- I think I would go with... Um, Doc and Marty's time machine, that. right? I mean, you ha- it's gotta be. It's just <laughs> right. so obvious. Kenny. I mean, I knew he was gonna say that. That the DeLorean, That's why I didn't take it. <laughs> the DeLorean would be so cool yes. just to, to ride around in. What I mean, type was, of what type of energy did that run off of? Uh, well, in the first movies, it was plutonium. Pluton- oh, that was man. the whole thing, right? Remember the yes. Libyans came yes. and sh- shot uh, Doc, and that was a whole big deal. Man. Uh, if you haven't seen those movies, we're ruining them all for you. Right. Uh, but then later, he was able in the future to just make it where it ran on garbage. Yes. Remember in the later movies? Renewable just, energy. Yes. yes Doc was an environmentalist. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Renewable Incred- energy. Look at that. Who would want to? Who would not want a vehicle that runs on garbage? I Kenny? mean, for real. That's incredible. You never run out of... <laughs> That's it. That's what we need. <laughs> never run just out of fuel. Doc Brown to figure that out for us. Yes. All right, guys. Well... <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening in today. We uh, hope that that was uh, helpful to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you hopefully next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. 
We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.